Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Extension Director for Family Consumer Sciences at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to have joining me Dr. Ellen Hahn, Professor and Director of the BREATHE program within the University of Kentucky College of Nursing, as well as the Director of UK CARES, the Center for Appalachian Research in Environmental Sciences. Welcome, Dr. Hahn. Oh, thank you, Jennifer. I'm excited to be here. I'm thrilled that you're joining us today because I think you're sharing a really important message with our listeners about radon and that growing up in Kentucky, I think that that there is some education and knowledge out there because I do know that there's a prevalence of radon in Kentucky, especially maybe in the in the Lexington region where we're housed on campus. But I also think that there's so much um, more for folks to understand and know about radon. And so let's get started with exactly what is radon and why is it so dangerous? Great question. Radon comes from the soil and the rock below our buildings, and it comes from the uranium. Uh, It's a radioactive gas. Uh, You can't smell it or taste it or see it, so it makes people not think about it very much because you can't, you know, can't see it. So what's most important about radon is that we test our homes and our buildings for radon so that we can fix it. So you mentioned that it comes from the soil. How does it actually enter our home or our building? Right. So it seeps out of the rock and the soil, and it gets into the building a variety of ways. It gets into the building through cracks in your foundation, for example, um, around sump pumps, around, you know, any other way that, you know, air gets into your buildings, it can get in. But it does come from the soil, and it's denser than air. So a lot of radon typically accumulates around the base of a building. So So some people think that it's only in a house with a basement. That is a myth. So uh, radon can be high in your second floor if you have a home, but it does get in through the soil and the uh, the rock beneath your home. So you mentioned testing your home. Can you share with individuals about how it is that you would go about testing your home? Is it something that you would just know that your home has, or is there an actual test kit that you might use? Right. No, um, testing is really easy. It's an easy fix. It does not cost very much money at all. In fact, in some counties, you can call the county health department and they can give you or send you a free test kit. And so there are several kinds of testing. Uh, some are what are called short-term test kits. And most health departments, if you get a free one, will be a short-term test kit. So it'll be anywhere from two days to seven days that you would deploy that in your home and you would put it in the lowest level of your home where you spend at least seven hours a week. So if you have a basement, but you're really never down there, we recommend that you test your home in the lowest level, maybe the first floor, and that you avoid places like kitchens and bathrooms and places that might be particularly humid. So a living space, like a living area, and you just open it up, keep it away from pets and children, let it do its thing for as long as the test kit says, and then you just close it up put it in the mail. Typically, it's postage paid. It goes to the lab, um, and then you'll get an email or a letter within five to seven days. 
I have seen on the market that it, maybe it's a digital radon test kit. How did those work, and are they considered as reliable as the mail-in test kit that you were just discussing? Right. You can purchase the electronic. It looks almost like a cell phone. They're not used as much in this country. They're actually the ones that we are starting to use in our research are from Norway. Oh, really? Um, and they're about 100 to $200 a piece, so they're not cheap you know, inexpensive. Right. If you go to Lowe's or Home Depot uh, or any other home improvement store, you can purchase uh, what we are called charcoal-based short-term test kits for about 12 to $15. So most people, you know, probably don't want to invest in an electronic air quality monitoring machine. You can also call a certified radon measurement and mitigation professional to test your home with a, a machine that's going to be fancier. And they will do that typically for free, just to see if if you need mitigation. And then if you do, they can work with you to mitigate your home or fix it. So I think that that would be my my next question, that after you, you test your home and you get back the test results, is there any level of radon that's considered safe within a home? No, actually. Um, there's no risk-free level of radon. Uh, the, the Environmental Protection Agency in the United States uses the limit of four picocuries per liter of radon as the cut point or the action level so that if you're at or above four, they suggest that you fix your home for radon. However, I just want to mention that the World Health Organization actually has a lower cut point or lower level of 2.7 picocuries per liter. So if an individual receives back their, their testing results and it's above the, the two recommended cut points or maybe even a lower level, but something that makes the homeowner uncomfortable, how is it that they would go about fixing the radon levels in their home? Right. So it is a law in Kentucky that you use contact and uh, work with a certified radon measurement and mitigation professional. Those are available on a website, the National Environmental Health Association, NEHA. Uh, if you just Google that, you could probably find their website. But there is a list of certified radon mitigation professionals and that uh, you really need to call somebody who's certified and not you know, just a plumber or a contractor um, who's not certified. And they will come and even if you've used a short-term test kit and find that you think you have high radon or borderline levels, it's always a good idea to call a certified radon mitigation professional to come and test your home and verify the levels. They're not going to just fix it if, if it's not verifiably high for radon. Would it be for maybe someone that's looking at purchasing a new home? Is that something that they might want to do prior to purchasing the home, the same as a homeowner's inspection, but do a radon test or the same as a termite inspection? Yeah, that's a great idea. Some states require it, and we would love our laws in Kentucky to uh, require um, on every real estate transaction that radon testing and mitigation be part of it. Right now, it's voluntary. And we do have some realtors in Kentucky and around the, the country who are very um, knowledgeable about radon, and they do advise their customers to request radon testing and uh, make mitigation part of the deal, if you will. But right now, unfortunately, in Kentucky, that's voluntary. 
So we'll say I, I asked that question because it's a lesson that that we learned in purchasing a home that my husband and I are not from the central Kentucky region, not very knowledgeable, or at least we're not at one point in time about, about radon. So that was not anything that a realtor discussed with us when we purchased our house. And somewhere, you know, over time, we actually had a physician that really suggested that we test our house for radon. And the, the levels were very high. And retrospectively, I thought, I wish someone had, you know, that a real estate agent had said, by the way, you can test with this. And so we've always said, next house we buy, it'll be part of the contract that we can test for radon prior prior to making a home purchase because it it, it is a fairly significant expense to mitigate the radon. It depends on the foundation and where you live, but we usually tell people it will be anywhere from $1,500 to could be 3000 or more, depending on your foundation and how many foundations you have. So compared to other home repairs, you know, if you had lead in your home, you're going to pay a lot more right, than that right, to true. abate. And some people have been pretty creative and used, taken it off their their savings, their medical health savings account and that sort of thing. So it's a great investment. You know, I, I failed to mention, or maybe you didn't ask me why care about radon. And the reason is because it's the second leading cause of lung cancer. And in particularly, it's dangerous for everyone, but it's particularly dangerous if you also breathe tobacco smoke. You're 10 times more likely to develop radon-induced lung cancer if you're exposed to both radon and tobacco smoke. And that leads me into the next question about how can someone reduce their risk of radon-induced lung cancer? Right. So it's really rather easy. One is don't smoke. (laughs) Don't start to smoke. Uh, Stay away from secondhand smoke and secondhand e-cigarette aerosol. And test your home for radon every two years. It's not enough just to test it once and breathe easy um, because there is a seasonal difference. We do recommend that people test during the winter months, the oh, cold that's months. interesting. So it changes. Is, is that just because the house is more closed up closed during the up. cold months? Yes. There's never a bad time to test, though. I want to say that. Um, no matter what time of year, it's okay and it's, it's suggested to test. And it's really not expensive to test, as I mentioned earlier. It's usually it can be free to test. And so there's really no reason not to. There are some studies in addition to lung cancer. We know radon is a cause of lung cancer, but we're starting to see other studies showing an association between radon and breast cancer, a certain kind of breast cancer and radon and malignant melanoma or skin cancer. So without alarming your audience, it's it's something that's totally preventable, but you have to test. If you, you don't to test, test you're not going to know. And as you mentioned, that the tests are free or relatively inexpensive. So it's an easy thing for a homeowner to do on their own and at least get a gauge of what their radon exposure may be. As we wrap up, I do want to share with our listeners that you provided us with uh, several websites that if they are interested in learning more about either the BREATHE program within the University of Kentucky or about radon, that we will link those in the show notes. So be certain to, to go back and access the show notes and click on those links including a fact sheet about radon and secondhand smoke, as well as radon data by county that includes an interactive map. Dr. Hahn, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing with us more about radon exposure. Thanks, Jennifer. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. 
If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.